Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, Wumi. Hello, friend. Um, <laughs> it's our, our final episode of 2020. Woohoo! Yay to the end of 2020. <laughs> yes, please. Well, we hope. We hope it's the end of 2020. Bitch, I saw that that you posted talking about some um if it turns to 2060 or oh, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> Bitch, if that clock goes from 1159 to 1160. <laughs> That, I could not stop laughing at that. I was like, this is so real. Like, this is what 2020 has been. Yes, this has been given trouble and extra drama for no reason. Anything that you couldn't possibly imagine to happen in reality is all happening at one time. Yep. And just like, huh? <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. They don't know what's next. <laughs> <laughs> like, this shit is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So speaking of entrepreneur corner for memorable challenges and successes of 2020, <laughs> bitch, and mine is probably a little more meaty. So if you want to go first, please do. No, go ahead. You you get your your uh, main course out the way. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a hearty set of challenges and successes, bitch. Okay, so let's start with. Mm, should we start good or bad, positive or negative? You tell me. I think we should start with the negative so you can move into the positive. Okay, okay. So the post office mm, bitch. Lost, lost shit. <laughs> this holiday season, the post office said, fuck it, we can't do it, girl. We don't have it. We can't do it. Like, remember when the bill collector used to call Sherelle and she was like, oh, I ain't got it. And just hang up. I got it. I don't have it. it. (laughs) I don't have it. All these packages haven't even been scanned. It's been three weeks. And they're like, oh, we don't got nothing for you. It might show up. (laughs) What you want me to do? Oh, my God. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, um, laughter aside, I do feel empathy for postal workers there's definitely a significant fucking issue at the top but the actual day-to-day workers outside of the people that i had to call the door <laughs> not them the 
everybody else, like all your aunties and uncles and stuff that work at the post office, they are under a lot of pressure and they are over fucking worked for sure. I mean, any way that you can get your leadership to say, you don't even have to scan this shit in, just walk it to the house whenever it gets there. That's when you know, like they just have too much on them. So I took good care of my delivery people this season. Like I would give them jars of man crush or whatever the fuck I had laying around because they're catching hell from every angle. So what I surmised was that you've got the pandemic. A lot of people have died, got sick, quit, whatever from COVID and them having like one of the most dangerous jobs um, from the beginning. And then you've also got everybody mailing each other shit because they can't be together for the pandemic because of quarantining and stuff that I now realize is super important to do. So there's just nothing but mail and not enough people and mail packages are like arriving a month late, like all kinds of stuff. So that's a challenge, but I didn't really take it on as a personal challenge. Like I didn't freak out about it like I might have last year because it's just something that we cannot control. And one thing 2020 has shown me is that we don't control anything. Everything can change. All we can do is just sit there and kind of take it. Like that's what she said. But you know what I'm saying? That's it. So um, that was a challenge. And like even the people, like I had somebody coming at me crazy in the comments that we are still engaged in DM dialogue with me because I couldn't let it go. I couldn't let it go. She sent me a message, like a DM. Okay, so she got real spicy. Like everybody in the world knows what's going on. So at this point, you look like the asshole if you jump in some small business comments talking about, where is my package? This is ridiculous. Like, nigga, do you watch the news? Do you know what's going on? Also, did I send you your tracking number? Oh yeah, and we got into that too. Cause I explained, I said, listen, the moment that you get a tracking number, I've committed to you because I have $8.50 or $21.65, depending on how oh, much shit. I have committed to you because I've given this money to the post office. I haven't pocketed this. So it would behoove me to just get the shit out the door to you. I want you to have it. I want you to think it's great. I want you to tell the world it's great so that I can be a multimillionaire or billionaire. So it doesn't really serve me to steal your thirty-one dollars <laughs> and give. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't serve me to do that. Like I have it. I want you. To, do you know what the fuck I went through this year to get y'all this shit? With coronavirus, a bitch lost her nose at the most important time of the year. I lost my money maker. I had to call on my friends to get the shit out the door. Like, oh my god. <laughs> So that was a challenge, but to me, it didn't hurt my feelings or get me worked up. Like my feathers weren't ruffled because like I said, if you can do that in this pandemic culture, it just speaks to your lack of self and social awareness. And it also tells me you're not my customer. This is a Zen environment. You cussing me out over some shit we can't control. That is not fucking Zen at all. You need to go to Bath and Body Works or wherever non-Zen bitches are shopping. Just go there. Go there. This is not, you, you. when I think about my ideal customer and who I make things for, it's not you. It's not people with that kind of energy, you know? So, you know, we're working through it. She probably felt my energy with the black ball list because it was coming. 
it was definitely coming. It took her an hour and a half to send me because I was in the DMs like, hey, I, I asked you in the comments for your name and your order number. I need it. Because I was getting to the bottom of it. Like, why are you talking to me like this? Yeah, because you, you can't be spicy with me in the comments. And then when I respond, you quiet. No, no. Let's continue that spice. We Let's talking. Continue. You just in my Actually, time. put some more. Add some cayenne. Come on. <laughs> we, are, we are highly engaged in dialogue now, my friend. I don't like it. <laughs> oh my God. I was on fire. Cause I also asked her because the thing she could not articulate, this is how I know. And, and, you know, folks, a peek behind the curtain. Sometimes people will jump in comments to draw attention to themselves, to freak the businesses out and maybe scare us into giving them what they want or something free or whatever. I learned that tactic. I learned to catch that tactic a long time ago. So what I will ask you, like, if you say something like, nobody responded to me, my emails went unanswered, I'm going to ask you to screenshot me your emails. I need to see the whole thread. I need to see that nobody responded to you. And I need to see that you sent it two days ago and not five minutes ago. If you cannot, <coughs> excuse me, if you cannot articulate a response, or if your response to that request is a bunch of sentences and not a screenshot, I call bullshit and I know that you said that for attention because if it really happened, you could just pull it up and say, see, this is when I sent something last month and this and this and this because the girls do that too. And that's where I can go back to my team and say, hey, here's where we dropped the ball. Let's fix this. But if you're just saying wild shit for a response in public, but you can't show me anything, I won't say nothing else about this, but I'll just say that might be how that ended today. Approved. If, if In case you needed someone else's. <laughs> Because, because no, stop trying it. Yeah, I didn't get no screenshot. And basically, that person that jumped in. Still no screenshot. No. No, now it's like, I just appreciate you so much. Let me know when you're shopping here. No. <laughs> I can't make it up. I can't make it up. My DMs remain the ghetto. But you know what? In a few minutes, they're going to just be talking to Cohen. Well, I'm not the DMs either. I'm I'm not. But okay, so yeah, that's the challenge. The success was um I got sick during a pivotal moment in the holiday season where I had like some back-to-back -back events and curbsides and just you know a lot of shit going on and shipping. And my circle of bad bitch friends formed Voltron. And kept my business going. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Special shout out to you, Wumi, and Sherelle for putting your own businesses and lives aside for several days, all day long. Um, and you probably your job too a little bit. But um, but yeah, to to um, take on like they not only scented and mixed things they labeled them wiped them down and pulled from the wall to do the order fulfillment which was absolutely incredible because bitch when i got the news i was in shambles like i i had a feeling because i couldn't smell anything but i also had like a a plan of support for crunch time because i knew there were certain things I could do by myself because we had so many orders. 
So um, I cried like what that the night before. And then by the next day, y'all had a Zoom set up. Like I got a screenshot of the Zoom. It says, um, how are we gonna get this shit together? Oh, no, how we're we going to get shit, get this shit done. That's what it was called. And we all got on the Zoom and you all just planned out everything logistically. And I, um, I didn't even have to micromanage. I just stayed out of the way and, and let you guys do your thing. I'm, I'm very grateful. I think I cried all the tears that I had that week, um, but they were gratitude tears because I didn't have nothing to be sad about. I felt so loved and lifted and protected. Like um, that was some shit I just didn't even know could exist. Yeah, that's how I feel about that. So that was the success. So package um, know that your shit was produced and shipped by bitches with beads and exercise plans. They are not even in the butter industry, but they they took a, they took their time, learned the shit. We're both perfectionists, so I didn't even have to worry about anybody saying, "I don't feel like doing this one. We just gonna ship it like that." It wasn't none of that because number one, like Ruby has OCD, so that wasn't going to fly on her radar anyway. So yes, it was the two of them, um, our very special friend and customer and client, Tiff, Happy, Katisha, who is also a boss in her own right because she's a chef and a photographer. And this was a very busy season for her and she was still coming to the shop and making shit happen in between her various gigs. It was crazy. It was, it was so amazing. I'm so, so grateful to y'all for that. So that is the end of my successes and challenges. I told you it was a lot. <laughs> that was great. Also, shout out to the, the twins. Holy fucking shit. Them twins and the baby. <laughs> Them twins and the baby came through and made shit happen. And they always do that. They are always clutch. It's fucking crazy. Like, you know, Shaney whipped jars she, she no yeah and came through and did that shit even before i knew i was going to be in crisis it was it was really crazy it was it was amazing so i have so many so many levels of thank yous for y'all like every day i'm adding more shit to the cart i'm so excited okay <laughs> it's, it's how i express myself <laughs> gifts are your love language that and trolling yes yeah, it's very true. It's very yeah. true. The issues that I've had this year have been um, customers kind of um, feeling comfortable with the way that they talk to me. And um, that's an issue for me because... <laughs> because of who you are as a person. I'm sorry, you have the floor. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so... I mean, well, turning that negative into a positive is that I have learned some patience. <clears throat> I'm not sure how often that will be implemented, but I'm doing a lot better, I think. Okay. All right. We'll go. We'll move on from that. No, um, I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were like, oh, is that what you think? <laughs> You know, work with me is different. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I've had issues with people taking the mail, missing packages from people, um, mainly really little things, 
that just probably annoyed me that day. And I was able to move on. Um, yeah, I think that's fair to say. But I've had a lot of successes. I've had um, bead parties. I've had, for, for adults and for the young girls, I've had um, some new products come out that you ladies seem to really love. Um, Yes. The garter, I, I love the garter, and y'all love the garter too. <laughs> um, it's been it's been a it's been a a great year for what it was. Yeah, you. This has been your year of innovation. Okay, innovation. If I could summarize it, it would definitely be innovation. Yeah, it's been it's been a a, a good year for for beads bubble. Mm-hmm. So more of that to come. <laughs> more of the good, bitch. I have to speak that. More of the good. More of the good, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> Here, We're not even going to talk about the bad. We're just going to say more of the good, please. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Um, are you ready to move forward? I am. Why did you say, oh, my God? Like, oh my God, please, no more of the oh, bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have really, really tried to rock with this shit. And bitch, just uh, the meditation, just trying to be like, everything's okay. Everything's happening as it should, but so much stuff happens. And you're like, should this be happening? It should not. It should not. <laughs> Can we have prevented this? My Are we going to put some space? Can we put some space in between these things? That's the thing. It's no space. It's no space. I guess the only people that are probably handling this well are like people that smoke weed. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that people that smoke weed are handling it well. They probably just are more calm because <laughs> they smoke, or or are they just abusing the weed <laughs> to keep them in a calmer state? So I don't know. That's a good point, bitch. Because I just, I don't even know where I would be right now if I knew how to roll. <laughs> That's the only thing stopping me because um, as the boss, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to do, I'm not going to drug test myself. If I do, I'm not going to fire myself. <laughs> so yeah. Let's get off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I be thinking about. Um, oh God, I know it. I know that you meant that too. I know. Name something you will do different. Okay, so this whole section is called 2021. <laughs> Come on, 2021. Name something you will do different for your business in 2021. I, this, in 2021, I will operate differently with Beats by Woo in that I will <laughs> um, hire administrative help. Hallelujah. That's a firm statement? Yes. Oh, well, I'm so proud of you. Thank you very much. Wow. Your life is about to be so much better. <laughs> oh, my God. Just create that boundary for them. Like, don't even DM me. And all you're going to do is feel the excitement of creating your beads all day. You will no longer have to engage. Like, if packages and shit are stolen... 
your admin support will resolve that and engage the customer. That's beautiful. That's Ooh, really beautiful. You're gonna, you're gonna love that. That um, boundary. What else? Um, I am going to dedicate more time to um, researching my craft so that I can give a better product. I can produce a better product. How would you improve your product? Um, I don't know. It may, there may be better beads out there, like a better quality. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be um, maybe some tips on the process of beading on like maybe how to bead faster. I'm not sure. Or a bead machine. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, that's speaking my language right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm going to dedicate more time to just to to the to my baby. Oh. Period. Oh. Is that your baby? It is. Boomy, I called it in a jar my million dollar baby. Oh. <laughs> like to myself in my head. That's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Such gumps. Okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Okay. So something I will do different for my business in 2021 is um, just like you said, just really taking the time to learn as much as I can and hold my cra- hone my craft. I really, really have enjoyed Clubhouse so far. Like, Sarita, are you on Clubhouse? I don't have iPhone products. Apple products. Too good. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a whole nother conversation. Okay. <laughs> you would definitely find it useful too. Um, I mean, of course, it's a bunch of garbage on there. Of course. But there is also these spaces of people sharing information like you would not believe. Last night, I was on a, I was in a clubhouse room called um, our big box real, our big box, basically, I forget the title of it, but it was called, it was about whether or not big box retail is the um the best move or your next move is that something to aspire to like target walmart all of that and so it was um put on by the ceo of coils by nature and she's a like a skin and hair care brand primarily hair i believe but it's like butters and stuff like that she started as a government worker and an army vet woman um her name is pamela booker and she yeah coils um with a K, coils with a K. So she just kept it, she kept it 100,000 last night. The The room was open from 10 and the conversation was going until 2.30 a.m. I know this because I fell asleep in the room and I woke up and they were still talking. Remember I texted y'all, I was like, bitch, this room is still going. But that's because she opened the floor to, um, as other 
professionals that have been in the big box retail spaces as those CEOs, which is casually join the chat because it'll tell you somebody that you follow is talking. So if they're all like friends in CEO million dollar bitch world, and it says, oh, Pamela's on, they're just jumping in the room like, oh, what's Pam talking about tonight? So the CEO of um, Camille Rose Naturals and um, just oh, all kinds of motherfuckers were all up in there. So they were talking about, oh, and the, uh, the buyer for, not the buyer, but the marketing or something. The person who engages Target for Ampro products. And Ampro is like um, the hair gels and the various edge controls and all that kind of stuff. So she was on there giving her side of it as far as what it's like to engage Target in all of them. So all of them got the floor, they got to speak, but she also opened it up to anybody in the audience that had a question that, that they wanted to ask. And I just thought it was so beautiful. Um, it really, really inspired me and it, it helped me because I've been looking at ways that I can identify, I've been identifying the gaps between where I am right now and making this a multi-million dollar corporation. And it was really great to be in that room because it made it very clear for me that Target is not the move. I used to say shit this time last year, like I'm trying to get Target ready. I want to be Target ready and all of that, but I really do not because they kept it real about how Target will bankrupt your ass with all of their fees. Target does not make money off of selling your product. Target makes their money, and you might already know this one, I, I did not, but Target makes their money based on the way that they charge you fees for being on their shelves. So you're on the shelf, it's a fee. You are out of fee. Your shit doesn't move. It's a fee. If they wait have a minute, to wait. So if you sell out, that's a problem. And if you don't sell, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they just if they're not fucking with what you're doing, they just won't pay you. People <gasps> have not being paid. Like it's just really crazy. So the person with the positive story um is Janelle of Camille Rose Naturals. Because do you you recognize the brand? Yes, I do. Yeah, I use her stuff. Yeah. Okay. So she got Target knocked on her door in like 2012, and they were totally different towards small businesses at that time. They were um, in a space where they were just getting beat down for being too white and all of that. So when she came on board, they were like, "Hey, what do you want to do? How do you feel comfortable?" Blah blah blah. And they were really good to her. But in 2020, that's not the culture. And they were saying like everybody that everybody loves that hallelujah, thank God moment where they can post it there on the target shelves. But they were like, you know, it's smoke and mirrors. Most of these motherfuckers are um, pulling their hair out with how target does us. So coils by nature was like, um, and they didn't call names or anything, but they were just like, you know, it's not really what it seems. It's more like a validation thing. So she said that she would have been bankrupt. Um, Target would have bankrupt her if she didn't have a strong e-commerce brand. Like if niggas weren't just buying all the coils by nature from coilsbynature.com, Target would have bankrupt her. And she was like a multi-million dollar brand at that time. Isn't that fucking crazy? That is insane. And they were all in there like, oh, I got some, I, I'm going to say something. <laughs> <gasps> 
Yeah, it was really crazy. And so she said that, you know, you have to think about whether or not it's something that you want. And if it is something you want, walk into it like it's um, marketing, not like it's your big break to make you rich. It's a marketing opportunity. Sell something really easy for you to make. Uh, request a small amount of stores. Like they're going to throw you the 10,000 shelves or 10,000 doors, whatever the fuck, some terminology, but a whole bunch of stores. But back that up and tell them you just want like 100 stores because that keeps your fees low. And then oh, it wow. sell your, your gateway drug at Target and then really direct people to your actual website where you make all the money. And so um, another thing that was a comfort was what well, made me feel like I was um, on track because they had um, people talk about the importance of selling at, at small businesses like black owned businesses and um, black owned beauty supplies and shit like that. Like that whole sable thing, that is more of a value and your community and your, your bottom line than um, the big box retail. It was great. It was really, really great. So That's a lot of great information. Oh, well, it's so much. My notes app is just going crazy right now. There was so much in there. And um, Coils by Nature was saying that she doesn't do the co-pack, um, what do you call it? Like the co-packer, co-packaging, where somebody manufactures your shit and you give them the recipe. She said that her and her husband decided that they were never going to do that because Toyota, which is one of the best long lasting cars, you know, in the industry, she said that they are the only car that produces in small batches and it's such a great car. And so um, they're never going to do the, the manufacturer, you know, outsource that because they want to still be able to put their hands on it. Like they right. she make stuff anymore, but they do, they have like a warehouse and her husband supervises the warehouse and there's like ma mandatory minimums required for the day for production and stuff and she said her goal is to also keep that shit in-house so that working for coils by nature can become like the equivalent of having like a good government job where like excuse you excuse know, me yeah you work at coils by nature you know you're getting paid like her goal is to pay everybody like 50k a year come on off the like as soon as you start you're starting at 50k and you just do what you got to do on the warehouse floor I was like, wow. So she calls herself the um, entrepreneur fairy godmother. So she just loves dropping gems and sharing information. I loved it so fucking much. So it gave me some more thought about like how to strategize for 2021. I'm definitely restructuring my goals because I, I don't want that. And that's, you know, like some of the rejection, rejections that I've experienced, I've realized that they aren't really hurting me because when I'm sold in retail, I got to split that with them. But when people buy on my website and it sells out, it's all mine. So, you know, it helps with brand awareness because maybe somebody that shops at Sable for earrings is like, oh, what's this butter? I like the name of this butter. And maybe they'll be introduced into the world of Zen in a Jar and stuff, but it's not something I really have to be desperate to do. Because honestly, bitch, if I can scale my production up, I can make a whole lot more every month. I just limit myself to what I can handle as one person, you know? So 2021 is going to be about that. Let me look at my notes app real quick and see if there's anything I, um, I want to share. You uh, have shared a lot. This is fantastic. 
thank you. Let's see. Okay, yeah, she has a strict production schedule. What's her name? Pamela Booker. Okay. And um, she's in Clubhouse. Yeah, you see, I, when I was in there getting all them gems. I said, like, oh my God, I've got to invite Wumi right now. Wumi needs to And get I, I accepted that invitation immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so she was the one that said, you know, don't make decisions when you're hungry. Don't hire people when you're overwhelmed. I loved it. Um, she said that things that you need to know when you're talking to stores are, um, you need to know, you need to be aware of a distribution cost because most entrepreneurs are so excited. They jump at whatever the Target or the Walmart deal is. And they don't realize that um, when they do their pricing, they don't include distribution costs. Do you know what distribution cost is? Because I had to Google it last night. Is that, that's what, um, I'm, no, tell me what it is. It is what you have to, you have to factor in the cost of if Target orders 100,000 beads from you, or jars from me, the cost of me transporting those jars to the Target facility, which is Wait an exorbitant cost. What? Yeah, because you know Target's not gonna come and get it. So you have to figure out, you have to figure out how much it's going to cost you to have it shipped or or have a truck pick it up, like you know, whatever's gonna happen. Um, all of those costs, the pallets and all that shit. You have to factor that into your price when you do your major retail wholesale agreement and stuff too. And a lot of people don't, they don't think about that. And then by the time it hits you, Target's like, oh, we're not reimbursing you for that. I mean, that's your shit, you know? But she was saying, these are some of the things that entrepreneurs don't think about out the gate because you just don't know that you need to know that. And that she had her best experiences when they didn't pretend to know everything. Um, But the two things that you can't stumble on three things you can't stumble on in those conversations is you need to know your customer lifetime number, like how, how long people shop with you. I haven't Googled exactly what that number is. Like, is it in terms of years, months, transactions, like something like that, but you need to know your customer lifetime number. You know, you need to know your average sales per transaction and you need to have at least $2 million in business insurance. And um, you need to be able to speak to that when you have those conversations. She said most places require $2 million. So she got $3 million in business insurance just to just always have it and be able to say that. She said it's not expensive, but you need to be able to say that you have it so that you don't look like you don't know what you're doing in these conversations. If you come in and you know how to have those conversations, you know how to answer those questions, you will not be as likely to get ganked in your deal. Okay. Gems, bitch. All night long, it was gems. Like, even Al was excited. I was like, oh, I was like, babe, is this too much for me to turn this off? He was like, no, no, just keep, you can let it play. This is great. This is interesting. I said, okay. <laughs> it was, um, it was really great. And so she talked about how she just, with her production schedule and all of that, for their Black Friday and shit, all they were doing was just pulling extra shit off the wall because every day people have been making extra every day that they go to work. So Black Friday was just all the extra shit. Craziness. That's not what happened with me. So um, saying all of those things to say, the biggest thing I'm doing for my business in 2021 is opening myself up to education and taking advantage of these resources like um, the people on Clubhouse, 
and you know the millionaire tips i got the other day i shared with you just just mm-hmm. doing that so we basically on the same shit for 2021 that's, that's beautiful mm-hmm. do you have any new year's traditions <laughs> the only thing that i do every new year is i have to wear new clothes new year's eve like everything new new underwear <laughs> new bra new everything mommy i understand that that's psychopathic but so what <laughs> Oh my God, as long as you know. Nope, nope, nope. I'll change my response. I no, what was I think that's great. Oh, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> my um my New Year's traditions are I like to just bring it in in the house with people I love and do a nice toast. I don't like to be in the streets. Do I don't not like overdressed in uncomfortable clothes, none of that shit. Freezing outside, nope. I like to be in the house and toasting with people I love. And I'm hoping that the uh, COVID has passed through my entire family and we can all be together again for New Year's Eve this year. I'm not really sure though. Everybody might be a little gun shy, but we can probably Zoom like Christmas. Um, Do you have any New Year's resolutions? No. Okay. It's not. It's nothing I've ever. Um, I don't really care about resolutions because it's like um, if you feel this way, why wait until the new year? For me, that's, that's true. You have a different set of discipline, though. I'm not sure that I do. <laughs> I have to like kind of hype myself up because I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try tea again. I really you don't you do not like tea. <laughs> why do you why do you even do this? You don't like it. <laughs> How often are you going to try it? For what? <laughs> who, who are you trying to impress? Myself. I just you, you stop. You're lying to yourself. You don't like it. I might like it. Uh, you know what? Okay. <laughs> I just really fancy being a woman in a kimono drinking tea and thinking about shut the fuck up shut up (laughs) what are you talking about why don't you like my gold (laughs) because i'm tired of hearing about this you know how many times you have tried tea I just haven't had the right tea. Shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up because you you will try tea and then shortly after you will you will clown me for drinking it. <laughs> Bitch, are you trying to like it or what? Why are you clowning me? Because I like it. If you don't like it, it's okay. Stick to your goddamn coffee. Leave us alone. You don't have to like us. I can't be in your community. No, you are not invited. Get out. You're such a bitch. <laughs> you sit with y'all. No. Because you, you sit and then you judge. Oh, no. my God. I enjoy coffee, too. It's great. 
believe to your like you don't like it. I really, really want to be a oh bitch that, <laughs> <laughs> that drinks tea and exercises in the morning. I can do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it on Mondays. Tea time Monday. You sound like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> This bitch says she's going to start mornings. Morning. <laughs> Please shut up. Please. Seriously. Please. Please. Well, I just, I feel, I feel excited about what the new year is going to bring, like with this team and stuff, right? But okay. I want to be con- constructive with my deck. And you remember those, those millionaire tips I shared the other day about how you create routines and create discipline. I just want to get in the habit of having some routines of um, making the most of the morning because, but you know, I sleeps until 1030 every day. That's not really making the most of my day. I could do a lot more with those hours. Okay. That, that's true. But also, would you be a grumpy person if you do that? Don't I'm you def- have to be real to yourself? Definitely in the beginning. But I, you know, I went to school, so I know, I know I can get up. <laughs> okay, so I can get up. I understand um, that you know I don't have your your success, right? So you can take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. <laughs> but um, I understand establishing routine, but your routine doesn't have to take away from who you are already right so part of when you left when you when you said you were leaving your job um you call it um accepting a level of freedom like you have the freedom to move the way you want to um and part of that freedom is sleeping in so why shift that i don't i don't feel like it's serving me anymore i think it did um it did its thing for okay. for the but I don't I feel like it's time to evolve a little bit. Okay. And more productive things because I mean I sleep a lot and I am I think I'm just ready to elevate what I'm doing with myself a little bit more. And okay. Making more of those hours of the day. Like I'm I'm really going to I'm going to do my best to do the 5 a.m. I used to do it. I remember. And I can definitely go right back to sleep, but there's still something in me that's so spoiled. Like, I'm not getting up. I don't have to get up. But bitch, it's only helping you, like, get up, you know? So I got to kind of get myself out of that mindset of, I just do what I want to do when I want to do it. Because a lot of times the evening workout doesn't work for me because I'm usually like in the throes of work or whatever I'm doing. So, so yeah, that's kind of where I am with that. And I, um, I don't receive what you said about tea. I'm going to find the right tea for me. Okay. <laughs> okay, what's the next fucking question? Hold on. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Um, all right, did you watch Atlanta? I only saw the first episode of Atlanta and then I quickly realized I don't care about them. I don't, I don't care about them either. I couldn't get oh, through. No, okay, so yeah, I think I fell off around... Honestly, shortly after that um, Phaedra shit, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening here. 
mm-hmm. what are these ladies doing? And then I, I was still watching, but not really like invested as as invested. And then that Nene shit, like ah, uh, no. Yeah, I don't even know what Nene shit you're talking about. So I guess I checked out around that time too. Yeah, I just no. I saw the first episode of this season though, and Cynthia is beautiful. That's all I got. She's always, that's what I was going to say. Cynthia is always going to be beautiful. Candy is always making money. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I've got. Potomac. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I couldn't get through the third part of it. What the fuck? What is up with Andy and Monique? What, what, what is that? What happened? Because I see people talking about it online, but I must have stopped watching by then. And for honestly, for the okay, so if it, it feels like Andy does not like Monique, Andy did not seem biased in the conversation about the Monique Candace fight. Uh, wait, did I, what did I say? You said he didn't seem biased. But he, did not, he, he did not. He didn't. He didn't, yes, he was He was biased in the conversation. Life is really hard. Okay. Yeah. It's goddamn. <laughs> um, because he was, he was coming at Monique, Monique and Chris. And it was weird. It was weird to me. I'm, I'm like, did they just have a fight? Did, did Chris threaten his family? Like, what the fuck happened here? And also, I'm very tired of seeing Candace cry. I am very tired of that's seeing Candace cry. That's when I turned it off. I couldn't do it. I just went right back to 90 Day Fiance. I could not do it. I said, just what? what you feel crying. Girl. I, uh, it really mm. bothers me. It bothers me that she asked for that ass whooping. She asked for it at all times. And now we have to just keep crying about it. Now we, it's a I, crime. That's what beg them to put their hands on you. I don't understand that. <laughs> like, I, like white people rules and society and stuff. But you're a black woman, and you know what you're asking for when you ask for it. No, I don't think she does. I think that she has never been hit before. I think she's never been called out. I think that she was raised around people who felt comfortable. Or um, felt like she was the gangster one or the bout it one or whatever. Or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the language is for that in those neighborhoods. <laughs> she was the woman. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that she's never been called out. She's used to talking shit and it leaving it staying right there. And yeah. so she just really had the wrong one. She didn't know. She didn't know that she had the wrong one. She didn't. She didn't. And it's just, it's so draining. I said, I cannot watch another second of this. You are just going to be committed to being the victim and not own how messy you were. And you're, excuse me, you're fucking draining me. You're embarrassing yourself and your husband. I can't She doesn't it. feel that way. She feels like everyone needs to feel sorry for her. Girl, please go somewhere. Just see her dead uh, no. issue. I just couldn't do it. I felt angry like I wanted to assault her. So I knew I was being triggered. 
I needed to just get out of the situation. I turned it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know that Monique isn't coming back. Good for her. Yeah, she made the announcement. So um, I don't know. I don't know what's up with Giselle. I don't know. I girl, I just mm. Giselle needs to take some time and really work on herself. And then next season come back with like a redemption arc. Like I really looked at myself. I listened to my daughters. I paid attention to their facial expressions when they talked to me and I've done some self work. <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't know that she can do it. Is anything else? Like I we're think over- she's too self-involved. That messy shit is like, it's over. Nobody cares about that. We're in a pandemic. I'll have to say I about. think she's too she's yeah she's too self-involved I don't know that she'll she'll take the time to grow or to actually see herself yeah <coughs> but her energy definitely shifted after Monique read her down I'm sorry this shit was very fucking spicy it's I seasoned it I marinated it in the uh, truffle heat boy caliente god damn it oh Whew, what a rush. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I need some of that. I got to order some of that. Um, I said her demeanor definitely changed after Monique read her down. Who, Robin? No, Giselle. Okay, okay. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I started choking. Robin, I don't feel, is a good friend to her because Robin is not honest with her. Robin, What do you her- mean? <laughs> oh, like when when Monique did that whole binder thing at the end of the first one, and they were like having their backstage conversation, Robin and Giselle. All Robin kept saying was, "I mean, who brings a binder? Who has that kind of time? No, bitch. Ask your girl. Hey, what the fuck do you think about what she just said? Like, uh, do we need to call Jamal? And like, you know, I mean, it was it was none of that. It was just more so." deflection like who brings a binder i think because robin knows that the story's a lie oh okay that's a good point yeah so she's just like okay i'm you know we're not going to talk about it i know you don't want to talk about it so we'll just make it about something else let's deflect yeah i just felt like who brings a binder was like such a lazy response to that level of so right so we're not going to talk about what was in the binder, though? Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, bitch, cool. you just demolish you, and you're just fine. Okay, Salt Lake City. Can I be honest? Uh, please. Okay, so I keep trying to watch it. <laughs> Excuse me. But I find, I believe her name is Jen. The one that's married to the black man. Okay. I find her face so incredibly distracting. I cannot engage the storyline. And you know, as a, a woman of color, I want to write for her. I want to like her, but I just find her <clears throat> incredibly distracting. I see her and I wonder things like, what does she smell like? Does she smell like too much Chanel perfume? Does she smell plastic? Like what is happening? It's it's just it's makeup and surgery and just 
too much label. I can't. She distracts me. Mary is also absolutely crazy. She's a woman so crazy, like I wouldn't even be friends with her. I love a charity case, but that's that's too much crazy for you. Yeah, she really did. You see the last episode where her son came home, and she was like, uh, "Don't disrespect me. You came home too late. You didn't come home yesterday. You didn't this and that. You couldn't answer your phone." So she's doing all of that, and he gives her nothing, and she says, ah, "But I'm so happy to see you." And just like starts like, "Sweetie, did you see that?" I was like, "Oh, he's nuts. This is this is on camera. What is it like to live in this house? I can't look at this. Like it was just too much. It was too much." So that's why Salt City. Do you? What do you think about it? I I have to give it another try. I uh, I was really I was all in at first. I don't know. I'll try it again. It's very. It's it's a bit much. It feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. Um, I know the lady with like um, the Bell's palsy face. What is her name? With the husband, she told to leave. Or I don't know what's going on there, but like they're they're really putting a lot of emphasis on her and her husband and them not being together. But we don't really know why they broke up. I I don't get that. And the son, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna give it another try and I'm gonna be desperate again like right now I'm too good for everything because I'm all in 90 day fiance world so once I finish devouring that I'm gonna come crawling back to Salt Lake City I know I know me I always okay. come back <laughs> um do you want to talk about 90 day fiance <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna ask I didn't think you were gonna ask I didn't want to be irritating like I was before. <laughs> oh god oh god where we are right now, bitch, I have struggled. I had to force myself to start logging into this shit at 8.58. Because, bitch, Pedro said, you want to make it right with me? See me in Atlanta. Because Chantel came down to the DR and, and crashed his party, his fun. Listen. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. Sarita, do you watch it, too? Sarita, it's good. I, I watched um, The Other Way. Okay. I can't speak to that. Okay. Yeah. But, I, but no, that, I haven't gotten into yours yet. Start from the original season one, episode one. I've never seen nothing like this, Sarita. <laughs> it has been the greatest seven days of my life. I watched seven whole seasons of 90 Day Fiance. And then when I text y'all that I felt empty inside, I put the term 90 day in the search at Hulu just to see if they forgot season eight or something, right? And then the shit comes up. This is 90 days, happily ever after. Four whole seasons of what happens after the wedding. Oh my God, it's so good. It's such great television. So we'll be where I am on that one beyond Pedro and Chantel. His bitch Larissa just got arrested again. Larissa is a wild one, boy. Colty, <laughs> don't defend me. Because he is a mama's boy, a pussy. <laughs> she just, I hate her voice. So Thank much. you so much. Oh my God. <laughs> Larissa is the worst. 
she is back in jail. She flushed her wedding ring down the toilet. So she didn't even have collateral for bail. What are we looking at? She didn't even care. No. A fucking lunatic. That's what she's looking at. A lunatic. Yeah, poor Colt. She is wild as fuck. Colt just... Yeah. This shit, his life has gone off the rails and he doesn't really know how to get off. <laughs> because he's always like, well... Honey, yeah, but also, you know... I want you to be happy and I want my mom to be happy. <laughs> but both of you have strong personalities. So we have to figure out how we can all live together. Who is your favorite couple on 90 Days? This is the okay. 90 Days section of no. the show. You got to tell me. Okay, my favorite person is Pedro. Oh, sexy Pedro. Because <laughs> I feel like he's genuine in his love for his wife. Yeah. And he is um he will call you out on your shit like he he's not the kind to just hold his tongue and i i can appreciate that about him plus he's been through so much with that family the family chantel <laughs> yes <laughs> those people yes um <laughs> i don't know do i have a what are the what are the other couples that um you're watching now Okay, can I just throw you a couple and you give me your take on them? Okay. Okay. Bitch, Nicole, and Azan. Nicole, oh, yeah. where I am with her is she has dyed her hair purple. He just canceled on the Grenada, Grenada trip. <laughs> Why are you laughing at her? Because it's all nonsense. Yeah. Her stepfather is the only person with sense in that situation. And he was like, yeah, I got an email from someone that knows Azan and said, they want to know how stupid, if all American girls are this stupid. He canceled the wedding. <laughs> Took all of her wedding money to buy a store, to open a store that never opened. That doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. She bought the tickets to Grenada. Canceled the night before. She honestly, um, she was so distraught. She was so sad. Her, her eyes started looking different after the wedding was canceled. She looked like um like something died in her eyes. Like, like that shit killed her spirit. And she just kept saying, we agreed that we shouldn't get married. And I was like, mm, this shit broke her. It broke her, but she won't give up. She will not give up. So that's where I am with her. Um, Muhammad and Danielle. Which one is Danielle? Uh, Danielle is the older white woman who Muhammad said uh, her... <gasps> Okay. 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 Nope. Wait. He said what? He said what? When remember they were going on him about not having sex with Danielle, and he was like, "Okay, okay, I wasn't going to say, but she has a very bad." Yes. Sex, and I told her to see a doctor before you have sex with someone. <laughs> that 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 um, what is reunion? That reunion. Yeah. And she's still. No. 
the second, the third reunion that they had, she was still desperate for Muhammad to talk to her. Yes. They didn't let it go. That's so sad. So it's basically broken people trying to create relationships. Yeah, like is they're creating a fantasy land. And the, the bottom line with 90 Day Fiance is that and I want to say this to, to everyone, all of you on 90 Day Fiance, I want to just crack the code and tell you the truth. You have to leave that shit on vacation. Like, vacation is not reality. Like, you are out here, you know, you're fucking someone, you're having a great time, you're at the discotheque at night and just, oh, it's so great, let's go to the beach and just drink all day and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. That is great. There's something to be said for those things. But when you try to take the fantasy world and bring it into your reality, it just, it doesn't match. You know, like everybody's got all these like hot, sexy people from um, Latin America and and the Caribbean and all of that, right? And then you're dragging these people up into this, this cold ass United States with all this racism and no jobs, no respect. You, you want them to sit in your house and watch your kids that they didn't even know because you didn't bring your kids on your vacation. Like they just, this is not, this is not fun. This is not going to work. Also, they can't do anything for the 90 days. They cannot do anything. Yeah. And that's why Jay was trying to tell old girl, like, Hey, of course I'm cheating. Of course I'm on Tinder. I have nothing to do, but sit on the couch all day. What? And then today she was like, um, you know, I'm talking about Ashley and Jay. So Mm -hmm. 32 and he's 20. And so his sister was there the sister's trying to like help them, you know, reach some type Navigate of- Navigate this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. My brain was leaving me. Thank you. And so um, she's like, oh my God, you just need to grow up. You're such a child. You gotta grow up. You're so immature. And I'm looking at her like, bitch, he's 20. You brought a 20 year old to Pennsylvania. You're 32 with children. You guys have nothing in common besides the fact that you like to have sex with each other. Nothing else is in common. Your race is not in common. Your socioeconomic status, not in common. You don't speak Patois. Like, I just, there's nothing else going on here. Nothing else. And I'm just looking at every episode, like, these people really didn't know. Like, I knew that Andre was going to be ridiculous and, if not physically abusive, definitely oppressive. I knew from their first episode together. Remember him? The Eastern European guy? Yeah, I, re- I remember. Yeah. And I looked at them like... Her phone, and I was like, of course he snatched your phone. You haven't been watching this? I, I, all they do is argue. I'm like, where is the love part? I don't know. All they do is argue. And, uh, girl, you have to understand that he's this, um, you know, big, strong man. And you're telling him to just beg for money from your dad. What? Why would you think that he would do that? He has no humility, though. Oh, no, he definitely... No, he's not, like, a good guy. Because <laughs> when the father was like, hey, you know, she doesn't... She's not going to want to be in an apartment forever. You know, um, her sisters are in big houses. And then he was like, her sister's husbands are 40. I'm not 40. There's time for that. And I was like, mm-mm, not the right response. Not the right response. Just get a job. But he didn't even like enjoy trucking. Like he just, ugh, he's the worst. He's the worst. I love. Yeah, Lauren. Not, what do you think of Lauren? Love, 
Who? Lauren and Alexi. Lauren has oh. to, she cried about it for four episodes. Please shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I like them. And I like him too. He's like the better version of um, the one we were just talking about. Oh, Andre. Yes, because... Yeah, a lot of Alexi and Andre. You said there's a lot of what? Alexi that I see in Andre. Yes. Um, but Andre just doesn't know how to keep himself in line. He does not. He has no self-control. Hold on. I got another couple to throw at you. Molly and Luis. <sighs> Have... <laughs> where where are you with them um he he's gone okay all right David <laughs> at the reunion and then when Sean Robinson came on the phone he's like sorry sorry I have to go I'm very busy Molly was at that the reunion way, the way he flipped I was like what the fuck is going on he never had any intention of being with her at Molly- all sake of just getting again you're out there you're digmatized you have to know like remember what i always tell you about las vegas you cannot stay there longer than three days you did it is me. not reality you have to leave it's the <laughs> when you're having sex with people on vacation it's not reality it never pans out it shouldn't pan out you've got a life and they've got a life you guys had a perfect moment in the universe appreciate it for what it was and move the fuck on don't try to marry this person and drag them into your pathetic ass life with all your relatives that hate them because your relatives know that you're crazy. They know this work. They don't want to invest in this person. But she, she took Luis out of Dominican Republic. She was like, I need you to watch uh, Kinsley. He was like, a oh, babysitting? She's no. like, uh, yeah, I think that's when it was really over. He was like, uh, I'm, I'm done with this shit. I don't even like kids. And you yeah. got me with these damn kids all day. I don't like her. It's not going to work. I did try. I said, Luis. <laughs> the thing is, and I know this is really <laughs> rude to say, but these people have to understand that um, they're not balanced. Yeah. You're not balanced. He is not your balance. And so yeah. you should have just enjoyed it for what it was. Yep. And left it there. Exactly. That nigga Luis locked himself in her room, in her bedroom, and started blasting salsa music, bitch. And she was losing her shit. I was like, oh my God. You don't even see that you were, like, you should just, I don't know, do some, call the police. If you feel like you're, I don't know. But the way she was banging on the door, making a noise, girl, do you think this is going to get a reaction from him? No. you want? He already knew what he was going to do because he is one of the ones I believe definitely had a plan. Oh, like he was for sure plotting because that's the other thing. These people get so enamored, but honestly, like Danielle, like with her and Muhammad, Danielle. That's and, what I was going to say. And oh, and Azan, Nicole never looked in the mirror and said, "We don't match." There could she, be something. That poor thing. Like, I don't even Google her today in 2020 because I feel like she might kill herself or him. 
her level of desperation like i don't even want to know how this story is going to end because at the end the only person that gets hurt the most is may oh like uh may needs to go to school can we register her in school here in florida she's like well i mean there's no point in that because we're going back to morocco so azan and i can get married that man doesn't even like looking at her no he doesn't no it's so awkward because Lynette doesn't even know the backstory, but she was in the shop yesterday when I was watching the uh, episodes where they were like prepping for the wedding. Seconds mm-hmm. into it, Lynette was like, oh, he don't want to marry that bitch. <laughs> Look at him pulling away. He holding on to the child, pulling away from her. He don't even want to walk with her. I said, Lynette. That's so you- sad and accurate. Yeah. <laughs> she was out there, Nicole was out there doing exercises in the grass and dyed her hair purple. That's not going to make him marry you. The purple is definitely not it. She was so excited about that purple too. Oh, that poor girl. She needs a mentor. Call her. I don't want to mentor her. Oh. <laughs> I don't have what she needs. I do not. But she definitely like, and you see her best friend was just like, yeah, you know. Nicole doesn't tell me everything because she prefers me to be a place of support for whatever she wants to do. I said, this is a nice lady. She's tired. I've never talked to Nicole, like answering the phone, all that. I bet she had that shit at a very safe, healthy distance. It's just, it's so crazy. When we watching that shit with that wedding getting canceled and he let her try all them fucking Moroccan dresses on and stuff. And then he just cancels the trip to Grenada. And then I still want to know, oh my God. I mean, was his visa, okay, let's think about this. Was his visa even really denied? Or was that like a, like, like a scam email because he never wanted to go? I think you know for that? I think you're correct. Remember the lawyer said, I've never seen this type of letter. They usually always say, Yep. That's a good detail to remember. <gasps> what? Just keep watching. There's more? <laughs> Just keep watching. I'm never going back to sleep. Oh, my God. No. Sleep is important. Oh, okay. Feel, you know what? Do what you want. I feel so good not owing nobody no products. So That's good. beautiful. I'm gonna do like a um a curbside tomorrow. I'm gonna like release it. Okay. I was into just making shit that I felt like making today. Oh. Got really pretty candles and loaves of soap, and I'm mixing up random things in the honey bottles, like in the homogenizer, because it just oh. smells fragrant. Mm. Yeah. So the people that come pick their stuff up, they can uh they can buy some stuff too. Or, Look at or that. No, but yeah, it feels good to be back ahead of it. Good job. Congratulations. Congratulations, you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And taking initiative. Congratulations, you. Yes. So so do you think I should tell? I, I want to share what that experience was like. You should. Do you think there are any negatives to that that um, I should learn about? No, I think I think it should be in your book. Oh, I meant sharing with like my social media community. Yeah, I know what you meant. Okay, so you said just put it in a book? Yes. 
What book? The book that you're going to write. Okay. Received. Thank you for speaking life into me in that way. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. So, um, you did you make a note of Pamela Booker? Yeah, I, apparently I was already following her. You on, follow, um, you follow anybody on Clubhouse, jackass. I haven't found her on Instagram yet. But yeah. I will. The clubhouse, yeah, I see she's talking now. She jumped on at 10 o'clock. I controlled myself and stayed in the podcast. I wanted to look at what she's talking about. But because that's the only thing with clubhouse is like if you're there, you get it, but it's no like recordings that go out. It's over. There's no like clubhouse TV or no shit you can go look at. Oh, did, you, did you sign on to the Lion King? Apparently, the Lion King was on Clubhouse and people listened to it. No. Oh, no. you like listening to things. I do. I do. Um, I love Wonder Woman movie. Did you watch it yet? I did watch it. How much did you love it? No. Um, I will say that it's not as bad as I thought it was. Because all the reviews had were saying terrible things about it. And then you said you liked it. And I was like, oh, God, this is really going to be terrible. Oh, but it wasn't. Okay. And so we did you not laugh at that. That was rude. It wasn't rude. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> no, because everybody, everybody was like, this movie is trash. It is terrible. Uh, uh, uh. And then you jump on, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I still want to watch it, though. Like, I, I care enough to watch it, but now it's, I know it's going to be trash. It wasn't trash. No, it wasn't trash at all. First of all, you got women, women doctors fighting each other. <laughs> the battle of the sexy women doctors. Oh my God. No. That lady did get very sexy. She did. The sec- when, I did not. When she tried on that dress for that, oh. that ball, I said, but this shoe bitch was coming yeah. on. Yeah. I was really proud of her. I love when we comedians can flip this, get sexy. I'm okay. I'm tra- can you what? You what? Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hilarious. Oh. It's Kristen Wig and I have that in common. We're at the at the top of our craft. Hey young, seriously. seriously. Of being hilarious. No, seriously. Come on. Come on. And then- <laughs> <laughs> this is the type of negativity I don't need. Like, <laughs> I need friends to believe in me. <laughs> but bitch, I thought it was so good. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna probably watch it again tomorrow. It was cute. Yeah. I don't- I don't know that I need to watch it again, though, but it was good. Every uh, time beginning when she's a little girl doing like that marathon or whatever, I cry. Do you cry? Yeah, you cry. cry. What? What? What is the cry part? Maybe you don't cry. Fuck. Um, just <laughs> Al thought I was crazy. It's probably <laughs> but, right, but what? But every time she would like start swinging on the things and diving into the water and stuff. I was like, I'm so proud of her. 
Oh my God. It's just something about female empowerment. I just, I love it. I'd love to see us do amazing things. Okay. And it brings you to tears. It did every time I watch the movie. Every yeah. time. <laughs> Those the tear ducts work overtime. You know what? I she don't think I was quarantine Christmas. That's all. No. All right. Well, there's that. Um, did you watch Soul? No, the only thing I know about Soul is that uh, there is a sexually drawn barber. Oh, God. <laughs> girls were going up about the way the barber looks. He's a thickums. He's a big thickums. So, you know. We don't normally see those in cartoon form, I guess. Okay. Um, please. Say what? What is soul about? It's about a man who, um, oh God. Hold on. I'm going to read you Disney's description of the movie. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Because um, my own words are not going to do it today. Okay, because I didn't get to read the articles to read it because I was driving, and then I got here and had to like shower. Oh, I this is get the tea. This is lame. But actually, I mean, okay. It says Jamie Fox stars in Pixar Soul, a comedy about what makes you you. Like that's very vague. It's pretty much about a guy who is obsessed with jazz. His father was a jazz player. He believes that the only thing that he can do in this life is play jazz. And he's failed at all of these attempts. And it's about his journey in finding his reason, reason for living. Oh. Well, first of all, jazz is boring. Was this movie boring? Oh. Hey, Sarita, um, that was beautifully said uh, i just had to jump in before danita ruined everything with her comments because what the <laughs> fuck is she talking about i beat you <laughs> what is she talking about <laughs> oh god um so and so during the movie um the soul his his soul comes out and like a little mermaid <laughs> same concept well similar concepts okay <laughs> um, out of her mouth that no no uh, so his soul ends up in um, a cat and a so. white woman's soul oh. ends up in his body a white woman ding 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 oh is this why yes the, the, oh christ oh, you guys love being upset i can't wait to see what you read right <laughs> and actually like i'm not gonna read it i'm not gonna read You're it not. yeah um a lot of it is just heartburn inducing there's some people have made good points like um disney just happen to take black characters out of their physical bodies and put them in animals um 
And is there something wrong with that? Is it is it racist? What is it? Because there are so few movies with black characters, especially black, especially black main characters. People, a lot of people have issue with the fact that um, they still find a way to put black people into animals. Like, why can't the black people be people the whole time? Mm. You know, you guys are you guys are really wearing me out with this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you you really just oh my god the you keep doing this you you keep accepting it's really like an abusive relationship where you think like oh my god he's gonna change this time and they're like oh we didn't change like what are y'all expecting from disney like why you have to write this stuff just don't watch it like Disney doesn't give a fuck what we're talking about. They don't care and they never have to. So what if we just kind of moved on and the people who enjoyed it, enjoyed it. And then the people who didn't, didn't have to write think pieces about why black people are animals. Just, I don't know. I just don't even know like what's wrong with that. Like I get, they were so mad. Princess Tiana was a frog or Tierra. What was her name? Tiana? Yeah, Tiana. Tiana, okay. Yeah, they were so mad she was a frog. The movie was The Princess and the Frog. Like, she's a frog the whole time. And I'm like, well, you can kind of gather that she would either be a princess or a frog the whole movie because of the title. Like, it doesn't feel racist. It's just a story. If you don't like that story, there's lots of, like, for us, by us stories other places. It's exhausting. I'm sorry, it makes me tired. Oh, you can't hear me? Are you giving me that? I no, can't hear you. I can, no, no, no. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't realize my finger was in the way. Um, no, it is It is draining. Um, and a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people jumped on it to be the first to say something. Oh, yeah. Um, like I said, there are, I think that there are good points, but there's so much harping on it. I, I don't need all of that. You guys, what are you going to be upset about next week? Let's let's just jump to next week. This isn't it. We're in a pandemic. Everybody is in the house. They're feeling extremely interesting because they can type and they have the downtime to do so. We don't always have to share our thoughts. Like, you know, your cousins in my comments about the fucking Wonder Woman movie wanting to point out all the inaccuracies like about how that's not how DC was in 1984. Do you know what else wasn't real movie? A Wonder Woman. She's fiction. None of this is real. Get the fuck out of my comments. What are you talking about? It's just a movie. Like you guys have to fucking chill. And I get we're all in the house. I get it. We're all in the house. But you gotta chill with this shit. That's really funny. I was just floored. Well, you know, they didn't even have the green line in 84. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Metro historian, <laughs> please fucking chill. It's a movie. <laughs> Hilarious. What is happening? Yo, they were going in on me in my um, Instagram DMs when I posted the clips from the movie. You can't just enjoy anything. People have to share how they don't approve. They have to do it. Social media 
obligates human beings to share their opinions and they never know they don't read the room enough to say oh nikki probably doesn't even care about this she doesn't know who i am she doesn't care what i think about this movie oh i'm sorry (laughs) what do you have on what is that what's on your sweatshirt oh I thought this is what you were talking about earlier. I thought you saw my sweatshirt and that's why you asked me. Oh my God. That is why. Okay. So the wine is kicked in. Did I get the whole bottle? I must have. I feel like I only had like a glass and a half. Oh, my tolerance is low. I exercise today. Mm, understood. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to pass out as soon as I get upstairs. Bitch, I was on that mat on the floor. She is, she really is disrespectful, seriously. Everybody really is. Everybody's planking. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop. I, I see a lot of this, and this is not it. This is not it. Some of y'all are showing pictures that you did your homework. You didn't. You didn't. You did not, bitch. She was like, no, nah, y'all be lying. <laughs> oh. When she puts on her professional hat and shows you that skill set, bitch. You could that, you could curse me out. I know you over there cursing me out. That's okay. That's the difference between the smoke and the mirrors. That bitch knows her shit. Remember the other night she was saying, based on the way your belly sits, she can see if you eating the wrong shit, drinking the wrong shit, all of that. Isn't that crazy? I was like, wow. Wow. Like that's that's fucking skill, bitch. Your faith can never. And still trying. And won't. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Show for another day. And we gonna do it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I think we got through everything. I didn't see Bridgerton yet, but um, I did get some recommendations to watch it. Did you see it? Yes. I watched the whole of it. Um, And it's very good. I wish there was another season so I could jump in that shit. (laughs) It's a series, not a movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Oh, okay, I might take a ninety-day break. I I enjoyed that series very much. Sarita had it in her stories, so Sarita started it. Um, and I think you posted about it, made me want to watch it. So and uh, and also it's from Shonda Rhimes, so I'm like I'm definitely going to watch, right? So um. I started the first episode. I was like, oh, okay, I'm in. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> I was beating I was beating my fingers off watching this shit. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And I was actually very productive this weekend. So thank you, Bridgerton. And thank you, Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. Cheers to Shonda Rhimes. Cheers. On with it upward. My glass is empty, but cheers. Oh, so yeah, um, we we got through the rundown. All right, yeah, yes. So you guys, um, soon after you hear this, we will be guest starring on the Divine Purpose podcast. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very very excited. Dan and Patrice are family to us, and um, I don't know what the fuck we're gonna talk about, but I think it's gonna be great. I'm it's gonna be excited. I have no idea, but I'm ready. Yeah, Dan and all his positivity and shit. I've really missed it, so that'll be nice. (laughs) (laughs) And tree hugging that figure. 
yeah, um, we hope you guys have a beautiful new year and that you enjoyed this episode. And um, Sarita, thank you for your patience with our sound issues. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, bitch, is that your eye in the screen? Oh, okay, don't worry about it. Next week is coming or whatever. Whenever we do this again. Yeah, don't worry about it. You know, every time I do something stupid, it comes right back. My karma is... (laughs) 30 seconds like real time so all right well um good night y'all i'm gonna jump back in because like i said pedro told chantel to go back home so i've got to jump back into 90 day fiance and see what happens like does she go home or does she fight for her marriage i don't know enjoy good night bye <laughs> this is the beads and butter podcast listen on soundcloud itunes and spotify 